Hello, my friend, and welcome to this episode of the Daily Walk Heavenwards podcast. We are entering into the 16th Sunday, the 16th week, and we're following Jesus and learning from the parables how to be disciples, how to focus on what God values. Let's bow our heads and ask the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts so that we can welcome the Word as the good seed that will generate in us good fruit. Let us pray. Show favor, O Lord, to your servants, and mercifully increase the gifts of your grace that, made fervent in hope, faith, and charity, they may ever be watchful in keeping your commands. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowds, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slaves said to him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, No. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then, at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, First, Collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. The Gospel of the Lord. We continue our journey as disciples learning from Jesus how to be living our lives as children of God. And if you remember, Jesus started already, like we started listening to Jesus, he tells us the parables of the kingdom. And we started last week with the parable of the sower that spreads extravagantly, spreads the seed on every kind of soil. Now we take another step. And perhaps in your missalette, you notice that um, the, the, the gospel passage is a little longer. There are many parables, but basically at the same thing. We are focusing, we have been given an option to focus on the first parable only, and that's what um, I'm focusing on. However, if I could give you homework, it would be go and read the whole passage, because at the end, Jesus gives an explanation to this parable, okay? So it's there. It's, everything is in a book. So... So you remember last week with the parable of the sower, we focused on the fact that um, God spreads his word. The seed is the word of God. Remember that the word of God for us is not only a book, but is a person, it's Jesus. With his word that always, like we, as we heard last Sunday, will not return to God until bears fruit. So it's not just the word like any other. The gospel, the word of the gospel, have the power to form Christ in us. That's why we as Catholics feed ourselves, God feeds us from two tables, 
It's a balanced diet, okay? Word and sacrament. And the word must receive in order to bear fruit, like the Eucharist. I said this many times, you know, we can consume the whole tabernacle unless we make the decision to correspond to the grace we receive. We have just consumed things, you know. But when we open ourselves up, well, then we become fruitful. That, the Eucharist can reach the effects to make us into the Eucharist, into Eucharist to the world. It makes us into another Christ. You remember what St. Augustine used to say, we become whom we receive, word and sacrament. And we also said that the world out there makes us think that we must always think in terms of scarcity, that we are always lacking for something. And we bought as a society, and individually and as a society, even as a church, this concept, that we don't have enough, that the resources are so limited that we have to fight for it. And to that mentality that the world tells us, you are never enough unless you buy something. You're never enough unless you do this. Jesus is telling us what God wants is to produce in us a hundredfold. Okay? So the world tells us you don't have enough. The word, the, the, word, the, the Bible tells us your, my grace is sufficient for you. That's what Jesus tells us. I am more than plenty because I am the Lord of everything. And we should rejoice right now, right? We should be jumping up and down, do the wave, do, you know, whatever. Because this is the core of the good news. God is so, loves us so much that by placing Jesus into our hearts allows us to have the life of Jesus in us. And this happened at baptism. Okay. I will come down. So, now we take another parable. Jesus gives us another parable. And even here, we see the dynamics of the kingdom of God, the dynamics of our spiritual life. So, okay, I managed to clean up my field so that the word can come in. Now, why is it that even though I'm trying to live my life based on the gospel, in the grace of Christ, and responding to this grace, that things still happen, negative things still happen to me? Have you ever asked this? Why is it that these things happen? Shouldn't God somehow protect us? Good news. Bad things happen because bad things happen to everybody. But how do we handle these things? Well, let's enter into this parable. First of all, we use a word that needs to be, I think, today. It needs to be changed. We now, especially in common ground, you know, common parlance out there, Wheat has been uh, legalized in a lot of places, right? Like this, what's the problem with this parable? It's legal now. Not the same kind of wheat, okay? We are talking about a type of plant that was typical, is typical in the um, Mediterranean area. The Greek word uh, is zizania, and that's how we call it in Italian as well. As a matter of fact, I spent my childhood playing with this plant because we used to, as darts, because they have a wonderful feature, they get stuck on people's clothes. We didn't have tablets or phones, so, you know, we have to be very creative, so people were passing and we would just throw these things and see how many points we could score. There was not an app for that. 
So we had to. But now I find out, for example, that this plant is actually toxic. But it's OK. And we were playing with it. Yeah. OK. But um, uh, that explains a lot, probably. I don't know. But um, so what's with the, the story? First of all, we have this field that is really good. And the sower plants the seed. And the seed is wheat. So that's the final product, right? Now remember this. Imagine the first hearer of this parable. In the diet of Palestinian people at that time, bread was a staple. Was a lot of calories would come just from bread. So if you mess up wheat production, we're in trouble, right? So they would have gone on yellow alert just by mentioning the word wheat. It happens that in the middle of the night, somebody comes into the field and spread the seeds of this herb. This, this grass. Now, after a while, the servants go to the master and they say, uh, didn't you not sow good seed? Isn't that funny that when things don't go as expected, we always blame the one in charge, right? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I planted bad seed. No, I planted good seed. I want wheat. I want to make bread. And they say, well, now we have this grass that nobody wants, what are we going to do it? So the, the, the weed, this zizania, is, is something that you don't want in your field. How do we handle it? And they propose to the master something very dangerous. And I think, I was wondering, why the opponent? Because the master immediately realizes it was done by my opponent. And we have to understand this, that when we decide to turn our soil, the soil of our heart, from bad soil or rocky soil or thorny soil to good soil, we make somebody very unhappy. It's God's adversary. Because he would rather us deal with negativity, with scarcity, with yucky stuff all, the all day long rather than focus on God's gift. Why? The more we look at what we don't have, we don't look at what we have, God's grace. Do you understand the plan? So he is doing, he's planning, like if I place this, is grass, the master will act impulsively and cut everything down. And he creates an incredible damage. The master knows this plan, understands the plan, and says, no, let it grow. Why? As I told you, this grass looks like wheat. But if you remember, if you can visualize the, the, the stock of wheat, uh, wheat right? It, it goes up, and then there are the, the grains, and each grain has a little hair going up. And in fact, when uh, the plant matures, is ready to be harvested, it becomes blonde, it becomes yellow. And because it's full of grain, it bows. So you know it's ready to go because almost it bows to, in fact, actually we have in literature this bowing of the wheat to God saying, I'm ready to be plucked. This grass, however, looks like wheat, but the clusters are separate. So instead of being one big thing, they are organized in a different way. But from afar, they look exactly the same. 
Unfortunately, they don't turn, or fortunately, they remain green and they remain standing because they are good for nothing. So the master is saying, don't be impulsive. Sometimes you don't know what's the wheat and what is the wheat. You have to let some things grow. You have to let something mature in order to figure out what is the right thing to do. Sometimes we do that, don't we? We, are so, we want to react like the servant. Like somebody posts something online, well, I have to reply right away. Why? Well, otherwise then my feelings change. That's exactly what we're looking for. The enemy says, react, you know, go be impulsive, because then you're going to mess things up. And God is saying, whoa, there are certain things you have to take some time. Slow down, and let's find out what's going on. Amen? So, sometimes acting impulsively requires the work of the Holy Spirit. Like, Lord, I need to know what to do right now. And God says, hey, because, listen, it happens. Sometimes a deed, uh, somebody's action, an event, we don't know if it's good or bad. We have to figure out how we will work it through. And for this, we need to have guidance. In fact, when does the opponent plant weeds into the field? The text tells us, the parable says, while they were asleep. Okay? They were not paying attention. And that's when something else snuck in. So now, what do we do? Sometimes we take things for granted. Sometimes we even take our spiritual life for granted. Sometimes we make choices based on this. Like, I don't need to read that book. I got it. I saw the movie. All right. I know how it ends. Well, you know, the gospel is not chicken soup for the soul. It's not like one book like, like any other. It's the Word of God. It's God speaking to us directly. And we have to feed on that book. Why? There is somebody else trying to plant negative stuff into our heart. The best way to kick him out is by constantly keeping an eye on who's coming in and who's going out. Remember the parable that Jesus told us about the sheep and the shepherd? It's a matter of life and death for a sheep to recognize the voice of the shepherd. Because if the sheep gets confused, it follows another shepherd. Do we want to follow another shepherd? I hope you're all saying, no, we want to follow Jesus. So we have to tune in. We have to learn how to recognize the voice of Jesus. How do we do it? We practice. We keep reading. Said so Jesus cannot contradict his word. And we know what happens. But the word tells us also another thing. St. Paul is telling us, the Holy Spirit comes to the aid, to our aid, and it helps us in our weakness. You see, God always works with us. Now, it is at this particular time that we have to ask the Holy Spirit to make us always aware of what God is doing. Help us to remain focused on what God is doing, wanting us to have a fruitful life, a life that is good also for others. You can have all the wheat you want, but until the wheat 
crushes and becomes flour and becomes bread, you're still hungry. So if we are supposed to be fruitful, it's because God wants to use us to do something else. And in order to do that, we still have to be disciples. And you remember what the ingredients are for the discipleship. Deny oneself, pick up the cross, and follow him. Now, so the Spirit comes to our aid, and we ask the Holy Spirit to become aware, to help us to remain awake so that the devil doesn't come and places negative stuff into our hearts. We also want to make sure that we do not act impulsively so that we may be guided by the Holy Spirit. Now it's the time to do something, and then I'll do it. The Holy Spirit says, you don't have to act right now. Come down, you know, because sometimes we don't have the capacity of learning because we don't have all the information. Sometimes somebody might have done something very hurtful and we want to strike back. And then later on, we find out that person either didn't do it or he meant something else. Sometimes, and you probably know this experience, right? And I think sometimes our guardian angel is trying to keep us from acting because he says, you're missing some information. How beautiful that the Holy Spirit helps us in doing these things. But we have to ask for help and be willing to be helped. Isn't that exciting? We, as disciples of Jesus today, we can make another choice. First of all, thank the Lord that He's still trusting us by planting wheat. He wants us to produce much fruit, fruit good for all people. And then we want to take some time this week analyzing where is the weed, where is the negative stuff that I need to deal with, and ask the Holy Spirit to make sure that as we fill our minds and our hearts, with the Word of God, we will be able to discern what we need to do so that the wheat is gone and the time of harvest, we can allow the angels to pick up all the good gifts that God has given us and do the best that He can to create Christ in the world. And we continue to pray for one another so that we can be that field, that when God looks down on us as, as a parish, He can see wheat blonde, mature wheat, bowing to the majesty of God and saying, here we are, Lord. You can make us now the bread that is needed to bring Christ into the world. I hope you felt inspired and encouraged by the gospel to take another step heavenwards so that indeed by learning more and more about God's values and what he wants to do in you, through you, and for you, you may make the choice of becoming indeed the wheat that he wants you to be so that you can reach full maturity of a life fully lived as his child. I wish you well and I ask you to continue to pray for me and uh, I will pray for you as well. God bless you and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.